0: And welcome to the Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem Podcast Edition, baby. Yes, you get a lot of extra content over on the podcast. Let me know where you're listening from, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, man. But you're going to get a lot more content over there. We got Johnny Cash up on today. We also got Motley Crue and Metallica that's going to be playing during the show. As well as our new segment oh yeah our new segment what's going on in the nation so let's get this party started again Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machicari. Join me Monday through Friday for Motorcycle Mayhem Morning Show on YouTube Live, Facebook, and all major podcasting platforms where we talk about all the major biker news going on in the scene. Rock on. And how you guys doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse, modern mayhem, baby. Like I said at the intro of the podcast over on Spotify, iTunes and the rest, we're going to have some Johnny Cash, baby. Also, we're going to have some freaking Metallica and Motley Crue. Yes, go over to these platforms. You can hear an extended show that you don't get over on YouTube and Facebook. We got about a 15-minute more uh, longer segment over there man listen to us at work listen to some cool ass music baby also if you want to donate you can buy cash app dollar sign motorcycle madhouse paypal at topfuelabd at gmail.com and find me YouTube at Super Chat, man. All my Super Chatters in there, baby. love that YouTube chat room, man. Love to uh, say thanks for all the uh, support you've been giving the show since all these new rules have popped off on these platforms. Throttling us down, but hey. Still kicking ass over on the radio stations, man. Uh, Today, I want in my monologue. Everybody knows
1: I do my monologue. And then we do the news. But, all the time, and you guys see it too as well,
0: the media are calling clubs gangs because they have a few bad apples that are going out there causing trouble. So today I figured in our biker news that I'll give you some national and local news on what a gang really is. And, you know, it kind of pees me off when they call a a club a gang. But that's because, you know, they're ignorant. You know, they buy into what a lot of law enforcement say. And as you know, we do a lot with the wall of shame. We show the exact uh, crimes that are committed by some club members. Cops do the same thing. So it's kind of a washout if you ask me. But... Gangs, let's get to them. Street gangs, I know a lot about them. I've been uh, around them since I was 8 years old or something like that. Uh, When you are trying to take the position that clubs are gangs, you are totally, absolutely, 100% wrong. You're wrong. You do not know what a street gang is at that point. You're ignorant, you're listening to the media, you don't know how to do research, you don't know the difference between your ass and your pecker. They're two totally different organizations. Motorcycle clubs, you got your brotherhood, and again, I'm not going to sit there and try to push daisies up your ass and talk about how clubs are just the best people on earth. We know that not to be true, there's some individuals in there that aren't. They do not follow the bylaws. They get And they bring all this pressure on the clubs that isn't necessary. Clubs go by brotherhood. And my position is, if you believe in brotherhood, then why are you going to bring all these problems onto your club? There are 1% of clubs that are considered domestic terrorists by the DOJ because the actions of a few. And that's sad stuff, man. Sad state of affairs when that happens. There's a lot of, like I always say, there's a lot of hard-working freaking guys in clubs. I'd have to say almost 99.9999999% of club members are hard-working people. They go to work every day, pay their bills just like you and I. They're not out there slinging dope. They're not out there slinging guns. They're not doing any of that stuff. That's where you don't understand the gang life you don't understand the streets and you're ignorant like I said uh, we're gonna be bringing up what a street gang really is street gangs are totally off the chart man if you would come up to me and say cuz mo let's just take an average here just an
1: average of how many people are in a club in a chapter if you will and in a one percenter club. 6 to 10 maybe. That's the average. It could go up to um, as much as
0: 20. Here's the problem with your argument if you're going out there claiming that
1: clubs are street gangs. There's 20 people. Let's give it to top end to 20 people. You're going to tell me that if they're going out there on somebody else's turf, slinging uh, dope...
0: Slinging guns, not having any, (laughs) and I'm talking any allies within the streets, that
1: them 20 peoples are going to take over a neighborhood. I'm asking, I'm being honest here. But if you go
0: to the average, okay, let's go 6 to 10. You really think that all them people right now that are in that chapter are down? I'd have to disagree. Because when you start some stuff, and especially in Chicago, see, I don't know where you get your information, media, but here in Chicago, the crews run the fucking streets, man. It ain't clubs that run anything. It's the crews. It's the street gangs. They're over here popping each other left and freaking right. Do you think that, uh, you know, the 6 to 20 guys in a chapter are down with some drive-by shootings, walking up to somebody, taking them out, willing to do the time, getting all gangster? I don't see it. I don't see it, I'm sorry to say. I don't see it. Clubs, if they're going to do something, they usually try to send a message. Okay, you know, talk about the wars. Let's talk about it. They hit one guy, well, then there's a, a retaliation, and then there's bad blood. No, you get into the street game, you're talking guys are getting popped off anytime they get seen. And it never ends until somebody wins. That's why you see a huge murder rate in Chicago, especially on the west and south sides, man. You got stuff going on in them freaking, uh, on that section of Chicago that's been going on years. And we're not only talking uh, three or four people being put down. No, we're talking by the hundreds, thousands by now. It's some hardcore stuff, man. They when you go by prison stuff, by prison rules, it's just like when you go into the joint. And I'm sure you'd get this from Big Herc or you'd get it from Wes Watson because they've been in the joints. It's a whole different ball game, man. I don't care if you're this one percenter or that one percenter. You go in that joint, it's
1: totally different, man. It don't matter what the hell you were on the street. It goes by color. That's the way it is. So, getting back to this gang stuff and the club comparison, which,
0: you know what, I wish the media and Leo would actually tell the truth about this. Because there's no reason for an MC to be designated a terrorist organization. None whatsoever. They're not at the and you know a lot of people are gonna say, Well, why are you saying that? Well, they're not at the
1: level of say friggin' uh a major Chicago gang. They're not. They're not at the level of a California street gang.
0: Especially Latino ones out there in Cali. <laughs> uh-uh. New York. The Kings, oh man, the Kings have to have thousands upon thousands of freaking members. Same goes out in uh, Cali. Sometimes you actually see clubs if you got guys out there doing some stuff, working with the gangs, Because that's who has the power. That's who has all the the connections if you will and I don't know uh, what you guys learned about the streets but it's all about connections power and money baby it ain't about sitting at a table voting for something no it's what the boss says at the top of that system man at the gang system so I just find it
1: unbelievable that they continue to push this argument on clubs They just continue to do it. But there has to be some pushback. You gotta give opposing
0: views to this type of stuff. uh, uh, Argument. You gotta give an argument to what they're saying. You'll oppose it and try to find a happy medium.
1: But it is a sad state of affairs when a couple people make a whole club look bad. Now, another question a lot of time comes up. Well, what do you call it when clubs are claiming
0: territory or they're fighting another one and this and that and this and that? <laughs> I call it tradition. That's the way it's always been. Especially when clubs went nationwide or worldwide. it just uh, That's about where you're at. It's not like they're trying to control a neighborhood. Because I guarantee you, the only one that controls states is the syndicate man or these other ones you got friggin uh the chinese japanese you got russians those are the ones that control everything name
1: me a club that has absolute power who do they got on their payroll who's the judges who's the politicians you're never going to be able to name that
0: you know why because that's not their structure. Their structure's set
1: up for brotherhood, not all the other nonsense. Just saying, man. Uh, you know, let me know what you guys
0: think. Really, let me know what you guys think. Uh, for those over on uh, Spotify and all the radio uh, platforms, we're gonna be playing some freaking Johnny Cash, baby. Mm-hmm.
2: I find it very, very easy to be true. I find myself alone when each day is through. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you because you're mine. I walk the line. on your side You give me calls for love that I can't hide For you I know I'd even try to turn the tide Because you're mine I walk the line on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine I walk the line because you're mine I walk the line because you're mine I walk the line
1: Get your most
0: unbiased and trusted biker now at HarleyLiberty.com Founded in 2012 Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com Rock on! Hi, this is China
2: Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central
0: Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. And you got to love yourself some Johnny Cash, man. You guys got to get over there if you're on YouTube, man. Uh, Download you an episode and get you some good showing going on. Stuff that you're not able to uh, hear on YouTube and stuff because of that copyright. Thank God Spotify opened the books, as I say, man. It's getting freaking uh, crazy over there. Also, there's a different segment that I don't cover over here. Uh, yeah, go over there and take a look at it. Anyway, let's go to Valley Central and let's uh, get behind my argument that clubs are not gangs. Here's some real gangs for you. DEA takes down 29 El Paso gang members linked. To a violent Mexican drug cartel. wonder if that's the Templars they're talking about down there. Arrest, drugs, cash, and gun seizures are part of a nationwide uh, initiative to reduce drug-related violence. Well, you know what I say. Make drugs legal, you won't have any damn uh, violence going on now, will you? you think the government would have learned from Al Capone and his buddies. Uh, Julian... Uh, 29 people have been arrested in recent weeks in the El Paso area as part of a DEA-led initiative targeting violent drug gangs. Project Safeguard also netted the seizure of 39 firearms, 467,536 dollars in cash, and a half of a ton of controlled substances here in the past 2 months. Now they got a hold of that cash. Now they also got a, a half a ton of do, uh, you know stuff going on over there that they caught. A uh, half of a ton. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh according to the El Paso Field Division of the Drug Enforcement Administration, The local arrests and seizures are part of a nationwide push to reduce violent crime associated with drug trafficking activity. Quote, There is no doubt that drug trafficking and violent crime are linked. Well, no, you know, it takes a scientist to know that. Said Kyle Williamson, special agent in charge of the DEA's El Paso field office. Quote, We've seen firsthand how Mexican cartels and local street gangs have created a dangerous alliance a dangerous alliance to distribute some of the deadliest drugs on the planet to every corner of our nation. Again, we've seen firsthand how Mexican cartels and local street gangs have uh, created a dangerous alliance. The initiative... Means to disrupt and dismantle major drug rings, which never happen. Work with other agencies to bring about firearm charges, and capture fugitive traffickers. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. They include uh, Barrio Azteca, Serenos, Gangster Disciples, Chucatango, Bloods and Crips, another group West Texas Tango Gang, has influence in El Paso and Midland counties. Of those, Barrio Azteca, also known as Los Aztecas, have strong, long-standing ties to uh, Juarez-based La Lina, one of Mexico's uh, most violent drug cartels. See, I thought it was the Templars down there, but it's La Lina. Uh, And while Juarez hovers around 1,400... 1,400 murders so far this year, including killings that involve decapitation, dismemberment, and incineration. When's the last time you heard a club do that stuff? El Paso just crossed, uh, just got, uh, crossed the Rio Grande, has been spared most of that violence. Local DEA officials attribute that to strong partnership and intelligent works of the federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies to identify potential threats and preempt them. Also, El Paso is more of a distribution center than a market for the retail sale of illicit drugs. El Paso is a distribution center. Most drugs go to the other areas of the country. The DEA said in an email to Border Report, quote, most drugs move out of the region, but there is drug use throughout the area. A wide range of individuals are involved in the sale of drugs, both gangs and non-related individuals. The cartels in recent years have rushed to capitalize on America's opiate epidemic, which claims about 70,000 lives every year through the overdoses. These groups are still sending marijuana and cocaine ag- uh, across the border, but their fastest-growing experts to the United States are now methamphetamine and fentanyl. You can't even bring, you know blame all the meth uh, like the media does on clubs. It's coming from over the border, man. But incineration, decapitation, yeah, that's the cartels right there, baby. So, how are you going to equate motorcycle clubs with that? Because that's what they're saying when they call it a motorcycle gang. That's what they're trying to push.
1: I don't see no parallels whatsoever with that. Not whatsoever. Now let's go here to my hometown. Yes, my hometown,
0: Chicago violence uh, uh, prompts calls for street gang truce on 28th anniversary and shooting death of a seven-year-old boy at Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green ain't there anymore, but it was a hard-ass place, man. Let me tell you. Terrell's homemade. Uh, I hate commercials, so we can't go through that. Uh, in 1992, the fatal shooting of a 7-year-old near North Side, Boy resulted in a Chicago street gang truce. Now, 28 years later, the family of Detrell Davis is calling for another truce in hopes of stopping the violence in the city. And it's been pretty bad, man. Uh, if you ever are watching the news and see... <laughs> The weekend totals, as we call it here, man, uh, it's worse than uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, any of them places here in Chicago. That's why it's called rock. Davis was shot to death at Cabrini-Green as he walked to school with his mother. A stray bullet fired by a gang member from the public housing high-rise led to a truth that lasted a few years. Few years. While the gang leader responsible Anthony Garrett was sentenced to 100 years in prison, Davis's mother said she suffers a life sentence of grief. I feel so f- sorry for her losing her kid that way. Well, I go through pain every day. It doesn't change. You just learn to deal with it. Freeman said she does not take some solace in knowing that her son's death brought about a truce among gangs to put down their guns and help keep children safe. That's one thing I can say about gangs. It used to be everybody was worried about the neighborhood keeping it safe, but it ain't like that anymore. The almighty dollar took over, man. Power and money took over. It really did, man. It it used to be about the community helping each other, keeping the community safe, Uh, keeping the community safe because cops wouldn't come into it. Yeah, that's the way it used to be, man, but it ain't no more like that. Freeman said she does take some solace in knowing, okay, Uh, Maurice Perkins with the Inner City Youth Foundation helped broker that truce quote, it hurt and it hurt us all we said we'd do something about it and we did it despite skepticism from some city leaders the commitment uh, to non-violence among gang leaders lasted for several years Perkins said it proves that reducing gun violence is possible however With the recent spike in gun violence across the city, he's hoping to bring gang leaders to the table once again. Good luck with that because it's a whole different generation now. Everyone should be outraged with our babies falling like that. And you're damn right people should be freaking outraged that babies falling left and freaking right can't even walk to freaking school because of this. If Davis lived, he would have been 38 years old today. His mother believes he would have been a boxer like his grandfather. But instead, his mother is the one fighting for peace. Quote, That's one thing about my black men. They don't play about hurting babies. And they felt the responsibility of stepping up and stopping it. The buildings that once made up Cabrini Green are long gone. But the memorial of Dontrell Davis remains. His mother hopes the lesson of his death remain as well. And what's sad about that Cabrini Green project? It was replaced by a bunch of yuppie townhouses. Yeah, pretty bad. But here in these two stories, do you see what point I'm getting at? Clubs are not gangs. They're not. Yeah, you've heard me say, well, if you out there doing gang stuff, uh, what do you think people are going to call you? You can't do that, man. you got to rein them members in.
1: Because the more that happens, the more you're going to be freaking associated with this kind of stuff. And I know clubs ain't like that, man. More of my final thoughts on
0: that uh, Also, that other segment I'm talking about will be right after my final thoughts. Uh, Actually, it'll be right after we uh, play some Metallica. But uh, let's go to our next uh, story up here. Uh, That driver, yes, I told you I'd talk about this one, of uh, Massachusetts who awaits trial in the New Hampshire uh, crash that left seven motorcyclists dead, will not... I repeat, we'll not get a chance to argue for his release. The judge rules. <laughs> Best thing a judge has ever done. He denied the driver bid to be released while he waged trial in connection with the crash that left seven motorcyclists dead. We actually covered a good story with the Jarheads. Uh, a lot of them uh, were a part of this uh, who died. They actually... Uh, Gave a good deal for a Vietnam vet, man. That was so awesome on the last episode. Uh, The driver, and again, I do not freaking say his name. I will not. I refuse. Wanted a new bail hearing, and his lawyers were seeking his release under conditions. But a judge in New Hampshire denied the motion. This guy is a foreign national. Do you really believe he'd be sticking around? No, he'd be cutting off that electric bracelet and running. Because he's facing life right now. He remains held after he was indicted on seven counts of manslaughter, seven counts of negligent homicide, and several other charges in connection with the June 21st, 2019 on Route 2 in Randolph, New Hampshire, that left seven members of the Jarheads Motorcycle Club dead. Bad state of affairs that was. But it was cool seeing the motorcycle community all come together, that I can tell you. Uh, Lawyers for the driver also argued his Miranda rights, Miranda, I call Miranda, rights were violated by investigators who questioned him after the deadly crash. The judge determined those rights were not violated, and they weren't. They weren't. They're grasping for straws right now. Prosecutors contend that the driver should remain in custody while awaiting trial. One of their arguments is that they are concerned he would flee the United States and head to Ukraine if he was released. I
1: told you! I told you! They were afraid of that too, and I guarantee that's what would have happened. His defense lawyers
0: wanted him released on personal reconnaissance. <laughs> are you kidding me? He killed seven people! And under several conditions to ensure he would be monitored. The lawyers contend a review of the crash conducted by the independent firm hired by the state had poked holes in the criminal case. No, it didn't. In court filings, uh, prosecutors listed numerous incidents showing history of drug use, impaired driving, and emissions by the driver about his daily use of drugs. Here's a guy who held a Class A CDL. That's scary shit right there. Prosecutors in New Hampshire case also noted uh, He's a Ukrainian national with status as a long-term permanent resident. There is a detainer from immigration officials in order to have him deported as well. Well, more upon, Moreover, upon information and belief, the defendant has immediate family members currently living in Ukraine. Prosecutors wrote in previous court filings, He's a significant flight risk. And he's uh had ingested fentanyl and cocaine prior to the crash and both drugs were found in his blood after the collision. So there's something a good a judge freaking did, I can tell you that, man. That's good news. Because if he was released on electronic monitoring, he would've flew the coop, would have left. Anyway, let's go to choreographs Wall of Shame, shall we? Everybody's favorite. And the Wall of Shame, of course, is showing officers that, uh, you know, do bad stuff. Do bad stuff. Officers showed bikers uh, his gun after they caged him in. Now, I wouldn't call them bikers, but... Uh, Police are reviewing whether a non-uniformed Akron officer in his personal vehicle broke department policy or the law when he brandished his holstered gun while boxed in by a group of 100 bikers running red lights through downtown. The incident happened as motorcycle enthusiasts. You see how they throw it off there. First it's bikers, now it's motorcycle enthusiasts. Yeah. Met at Chapel Hill Mall for a bit get together, ride through the city, the gathering drew riders from uh, across the region on an assortment of Harleys, I doubt 125cc Hondas, you imagine a freaking bagger or something riding with a 125cc Honda Grom sport bikes and uh, high pitched on off road dirt bikes the riders did not request a police escort and they did not obey traffic laws their own videos captured them popping wheelies and stopping traffic to run red lights. It was just pretty much a community ride who recorded the event on this helmet mounted camera. The procession was heading all let's see here. South on all the American uh, All America bridge into downtown Akron. Uh let's see here. Yep, there's the video. Ooh. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah, don't think so. Uh, In another video of the incident, a biker pops a wheelie they're talking about, uh, but the whole thing was caught on video. Captain Dave Lofton, a spokesman for the Akron Police Department, said, the matter is being investigated by Internal Affairs. A sergeant saw the video on Facebook and initiated the review. Quote, the important thing that we want to convey is that it didn't take someone filing a formal complaint to look at this. We got the video and it was immediately assigned to the Office of Professional Standards and Accountability, which is Akron's version of the internal affairs. I don't know if he was on duty or off duty. I don't know why he brandished a gun. People are going to make their own speculation. Those idiots make bikers look bad. Anyway, let's go overseas, shall we? Two arrested during CAB raid on base used by a biker gang. There it is. But of course, this is over there in Dublin. Uh, The Criminal Assets Bureau has seized 10 motorcycles, cars, and cash following a raid on a property in South Dublin used as a base of a biker gang. The gang, which calls itself, quote, The Chosen Few... Form part of the escort during the funeral of David Brine, the Dublin gangster shot dead at the Regency Hotel, as part of the ongoing Hutch Kinnanen feud. A little different over there. <laughs> Two men have been arrested on suspicion of money laundering offenses following the A searches. Uh, the search operation led by the Criminal Assets Bureau was focused on a heavily fortified compound in Crumlin, as well as seizing the 10 motorbikes, Garde removed a BMW car, Ford Ranger Jeep, and Volkswagen, plus uh, 4000 in cash, and that's Euro. Uh, they were assisted by the Emergency Response Unit, Air Support Unit, Arm Support Unit, and Customs Dog Unit. Wow. Previous seizures uh, included €125,000 and uh, €7,000. Rock and roll. That from overseas in Europe, man. You guys go crazy over there. Uh, but anyway, we're going to take uh, a commercial break here on YouTube and Facebook for all those over on the podcast platforms. Yeah, baby, it's Motley Crue.
2: Dreamer from Hollywood and Chinatown Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard
0: Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rah-da. Oh, man. Last night's live show on the segment with Hollywood and China Dow. We actually got China Dow high on the air. Yes, we did. Made her smoke out of my corn cob pipe, man, because I love a corncob pipe, especially when it gets broken in and seasoned. Oh, my God. It just gives a freaking 420 some good taste right there. But, boy, did I have to carry that one show. It was about 420, of course. That's why we got her high. But, you know, you know how some people get high and they're like, chill and don't talk. Well, I was Shina Dow. So, here I am having a cover damn show because she's sitting over there lost in space. You know, she's not a big 420 user, so I can't get against her. I did give her some blue dreams. Some blue dreams. Yes, I did. Hey, by the way, you guys got any seeds out there? I need some seeds, man. Grow some good stuff. Anyway, uh, I, you know what? That was allegedly, okay? Allegedly. Don't get pissed off, okay? Don't get all PC on me. <laughs> but anyway, it was a good freaking uh, show, man. You guys got to go check out Hollywood and China Dow. We're actually going to be alive again tomorrow, uh, October 22nd at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. For those haven't uh, come over there, you have to. It's a whole different show than what uh, we're doing here. It's also available on Spotify and all that good stuff as well. Again, I'm a radio guy. I love the radio, and uh, everything's going good over there. And you don't get a lot of freaking uh, censorship over there like you do here. <clears throat> anyway, but do you guys see my argument now? And that's, you know, I could go on and on and on about the differences between a motorcycle club and a street gang. And I hate when they conflate the two, the media and law enforcement. It ain't right. I wish law enforcement would be straight with the people and say, hey, yeah, we might have caught three of these one percenters or three of these club members, but it wasn't the whole club that did it. Now, am I saying that clubs weren't doing a lot of bad stuff back in the day? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not retarded. But they evolved with the times. They changed with the times. They seen that wasn't the way to go. So why is law enforcement still hanging that freaking sign around their neck? They're not domestic terrorists like the DOJ claims. Come on. They have to be the most patriotic people
1: that you've ever met. Club members and bikers. They're the most patriotic out there, so how are you going to compare
0: them to say, let's see, you got domestic terrorists out in Georgia, Arizona, all with their training camps, but you don't say nothing about them. And I don't know the last time a biker went and uh, did something to the Oklahoma City building or stuff like that. No. Club members and bikers are right there. They love this country. And for you guys to designate them a freaking domestic uh, terrorist organization, that sucks. It ain't right. And you should correct yourselves. If there's bad apples, call them out. Just like I call your people out on the wall of shame. If there's bad apples, call them out. Say, hey... These are the individuals. It don't matter if they were wearing a club's colors.
1: But it was just them on their own personal deal that did this. It wasn't a criminal conspiracy. I just li- I wish they'd be honest for a change. Because
0: there is a big difference between clubs and street gangs. A huge difference.
1: What do you guys think? What other arguments am I missing? I really wish I'd, you know what? Because I did
0: a cop uh, debate once. He lost pretty bad too. (laughs) He just got stumped. Uh, I wish I'd have a law enforcement officer that can come on this show and prove to me,
1: prove to the audience, that clubs are gangs. Show me the evidence. sad state of affairs if you ask me sad state of
0: affairs Uh, but I am happy with the one judge and I'm really never happy with a judge it's he made the right choice in this one because the driver that killed the seven was a Ukrainian national meaning he was already over here on a visa and if they let him loose without doing any time for what he did He'd flee right back to Ukraine. And we already know how Ukraine works. God forbid we heard that all last friggin' year, man. All last year. And I'd be talking about that in uh, the next segment after we play some uh, Metallica over on uh, Spotify and all that. Yes, there's another segment of the show that I don't show on YouTube and Facebook, so you gotta listen to it on the radio to get it but I think it was the right choice and it was pretty freaking cool of the judge he can see through the argument of these damn uh, public pretenders they're only putting that much effort in the case because it has the limelight on it and all that stuff because I guarantee you that you wouldn't get that kind of effort from a public pretender on any other case never you want to see what public pretenders do, you should go over to the Hollywood and China doll show when we talk about the death penalty, all that kind of stuff over there. So, let me know what you guys think. Uh, If you're going to stay with me, get on over to iTunes and all that kind of stuff. We're going to go into our next segment after Metallica plays some beats, baby. I got to love some Metallica, man. You got to bang that head, man. Get out there, pump some. Uh, For those that aren't going over there, thanks for all the donations over on the Cash App. Uh, Dollar Sign, Motorcycle Madhouse, all the Super Chats, really appreciate it. You guys over on YouTube and uh, Facebook, you take care. And we'll be right back after some Metallica. Madhouse Radio eight six one three five four. The station with the
1: best, 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 best
0: best, best music. Best music.
1: I love the music. music. Best music.
2: As defined in the American Heritage Dictionary, second college edition, the noun rock is defined as a relatively hard, naturally occurring material of mineral origin a naturally formed nimble That's not rock. Play with the devil, die with the devil. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct
0: entertainment. (laughs) Oh yeah, back to some uh, politically uh, incorrect entertainment, baby. Welcome over from YouTube and uh, Facebook if you guys decided to join us. Yes, we are uncensored over here on the podcasting platforms. Enough of that bullshit that we have to deal with over on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So this segment uh, we're just starting is news from around the nation and it's not necessarily everything to to do with biker but it is to give you guys a heads up with what's going on now everybody understands the biggest election in United States history is coming up November 3rd my first thing I gotta tell you get out there and fucking vote don't sit around say my vote don't count no it counts more now than ever before Get your butts out there and vote, man. I ain't going to keep on telling you. Get out there and vote. Especially now with the censorship. We've seen all kinds of censorship, and now it's trickled down. To creators. I am so sick and tired of that. Uh, there's been biker channels throttled down. Uh, many of you have said, yeah, I've noticed it's being throttled down. A lot of us ain't getting notifications. Our comments ain't being uh, put through. That is what we're dealing with over on YouTube. And we're also dealing with the fact that If they deem our videos for ages 18 and over, that means it can't be monetized. Now, we make peanuts. Peanuts. Most of us at the end of the month are lucky to even break near even of what we put on for content. All the equipment that we get here at Motorcycle Madhouse is from you guys, the listeners. And it's more important now than ever that you guys get involved in the show to keep the show coming with you. You know what? More than donating, we want you to pass the material on your Facebook, your social media. Share it everywhere. Share me around like a hooker, man. Share me around, you know, like you would a hooker with your buddies. That's what it's going to take to beat all this censorship if you do want to donate dollar sign motorcycle madhouse is our cash app paypal you put in top fuel abd at gmail.com and of course if you're uh, listening to us over on YouTube during the the live premieres you can do over on Super Chat but our heart uh, thanks you a lot for supporting the show even two bucks helps us out man that two bucks helps us out a lot now that we're being throttled down And one of the things I wanted to talk about, and it's from Ben Shapiro. Now, yeah, he's a right-wing columnist and stuff, but he just did the opinion piece. Joe Biden's communication department is now officially the mainstream media. The same media that tried to freaking hide this story on uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. They are out there 100% in force to try to make sure the people don't see it, but it's backfired. With Facebook and Twitter, when they censored that story, that was one of the most scariest things that i personally seen happen in this country. You would have never thought they would be so brazen to try to censor what the hell people are saying, especially the New York Post one of the oldest papers in this country they censored they locked their twitter account that right there should show you what's going on in this country. Do not fall for the propaganda. I think this election right now is going to show if propaganda really works on the American people. And if it works on the American people, it's a sad state of affairs, I tell you, because that's some scary shit right there. When people buy in the freaking propaganda, we lost our country. All those that have died for this country is rolling over in their graves right now. Now, uh at a time when our trust in the media is already low, the media have thoroughly debunked themselves as neutral arbitrators of fact. And Ben Sh- uh Shapiro was right about that one. Uh, you know, let's read a little bit. Uh this past week, the New York Post published a bombshell story and it was Rudy Giuliani has actually turned over some of that laptop to the Delaware police because underage uh, minors, uh, some uh, sick stuff might have been going on, man. Sick stuff. And it kind of (laughs) fits with the family. You know, you got Joe Biden going all over the place, sniffing little girl's hair and stuff. So, yeah, I'd believe something like that. And it was given to a computer repairman and they actually got the signed receipt from the computer repairman that it in fact was Hunter. Now you got all these pencil necks like uh, Adam Schiff. He must be the most pathological liar this country's ever seen in a politician. It is sad. It is sad that his district keeps on sending him to Washington. What has he done for you in your district? You know, there was a time in this country when politicians wanted to do the right thing. If I ever had to go back and got a time machine and went back to the before all this started, I'd say, you know what? You just fought the Revolutionary War to get away from a monarchy, but you idiots freaking created one. There is no sense that somebody should make a freaking career out of being a politician. It's funny. These people only make between a dollars to $200,000 a year. Next thing you know, they're freaking millionaires. Millionaires. Uh, now, he talks about uh, the post. The first was a communique from a Ukrainian businessman from the natural gas company Burisma. And from what I'm reading, I guess the FBI had this over a year. Yes, they got the computer, but they didn't do nothing when Trump was being freaking impeached. That's just showing you how much of a deep state we really have. It is sickening, sickening. Uh, the same company from which Hunter Biden would gain a reported $50,000 per month as a board member, despite knowing nothing about Ukraine or natural gas. And it contained the businessman thanks for uh, to Hunter for broken in a meeting with his vice president dad. Yeah, sounds like some Chicago stuff going on here, doesn't it? Uh that was mildly damning. Uh then there was another one. Uh identified Hunter as a chair vice chair depending on the agreement with a proposed equity split of 20 for H, presumably Hunter, and 10 held by Hunter for the big guy. Yes, Biden was uh getting bribes, kickbacks, kickbacks. Now, The mainstream media doesn't want to cover this stuff. And that's a sad state of affairs. Uh, I don't trust the media, never will trust the media. Especially now, we see where they're coming from. And like he started out, hey, (laughs) they're the communication department. They never ask this guy a hard question. Now, he's going around saying that uh, all they're doing is sending Giuliani, the henchman, out after his family. You know what? That's BS, man that's BS, don't play that cry card man, you can't dispute these emails, there's people coming out and saying yeah they're true as far as your Russian uh, uh, interference crap DNI already came out and said no this ain't it and the FBI did too (laughs) Uh, then Meadows he says the Biden email scandal's not about the Hunter, but this is about the Biden family and the pay for play Pay for play is very serious stuff. And one of the things that I don't understand about the FBI, they're always been huge on the corruption issues with uh, politicians. They're taking them down left and right here in Illinois, but they sure to hell are not taking down the Bidens. You know, it's pretty sick when you see this stuff it really is and he, uh, Meadows added that the American people going to the voting booth right now they need to understand this has nothing to do with Hunter Biden as much as it does
1: to do with Joe Biden this guy has been nothing but doing uh, he's been all over China's dick
0: Joe Biden has look what they I think they purposely released this virus because of the election to get Trump out. They want Biden in there because they got all kinds of goodies on him. That's selling out our country. So anybody who's naive enough to vote for Joe Biden, he's a, his, head, his or her head examined. It was bad during the Cold War with the Soviet Union. And by the way, Putin just came out and said... Well, the Democratic Party's uh, platform really close to uh, the socialist platform that started the communist uh, regime in the Soviet Union. That's fucking scary right there. But he says he can work with Biden. Yeah, of course, China and uh, Russia can because they love Joe. And I guarantee if he gets in one year from the election, Camilla Harris will be the damn president of the United States. That's who you're going to have as president. That's their whole setup. Why do you think the House uh, is trying to pass this thing about the 25th Amendment? Because they're not wanting to get Trump out. Because they're thinking he's going to lose. They want to get Joe Biden out. That's how dirty these Democrats really are. And you really need to get out there and vote. You really need to make your voice heard. It's disgusting that's what's going on in this country. And hopefully everybody takes this serious because you know what you can't cry whine, bitch moan any of that stuff if you don't go out and vote i'd have to argue that it's your fault because you didn't vote so hopefully you guys like the segment uh that we do extra over here on uh, the podcast platforms getting a lot more stuff going on over the podcast man because you know what Quite frankly, I'm a radio guy, and I love the radio, and I love the that we can say what we want to say. It's not automatically taken down. My listeners' comments ain't, so it, it's badass, man. Uh, so I appreciate you guys listening on this segment. I'll see you guys again on the next one. Hi, I'm Hollywood. And I'm China Doll. Listen to the
2: Hollywood and China Doll evening show, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple
1: Podcasts, and all major podcasting platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Rock on!